Take the money and run. the pod podcast show i'm your host trevor and tonight we are joined by andy andy how you doing tonight yo all right and we're also joined by alex alex how you doing tonight yo 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 and we are here with the second annual march madness pandemonium what do we even call it march madness show selection show i mean i'm excited i know alex is excited we uh do you just want to run by the rules real quick? Andy's not that excited. You, you see, he's kind of still on his little Cabo trip right now. Um, hopefully, you know, he got that flight half off at United, but, you know. Um, and Alex, do you just want to take it away? Tell us what everything just the past 20 All right, so All right. So, so a segment that we're introducing tomorrow in our episode recaps is going to be whatever we're calling this challenge madness through the pod madness. And we have a bracket, which we're going to reveal tonight of the 32 quote unquote, best challenge teams of all time. Um, and so every week we're going to debate the matchups. We're going to have them live on Twitter and we'll get into a little bit more detail later, but basically what tonight's episode is on a Tuesday is the selection show. We're going to reveal the bracket and basically we all gave our rankings, which are going to determine the seedings, like the collective ranking. Uh, but you guys are going to determine who moves on each round. So starting tomorrow in our recap, if you guys are new, we go live after each episode. So just tune in. And a segment we're going to have is the is the um, got some people in the chat now. This segment we're going to have starting tomorrow, Challenge Madness tonight, is to reveal the bracket. I'm pumped. It's March. It's conference tournament season. The, the real tourney starts next week. So. We're 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 in the we're in the March Madness mood, baby. I'm very excited, Andy. What are your thoughts about this? Are you excited? It's March, baby. This is March. Oh, we sleep in May. I I am fired up about this. I've got the March Madness itch in general. Got two games going right now. This my this is my first time participating in whatever we're calling this. Stir the pod madness, challenge madness, whatever it is. This is my first time, so I am like a kid on Christmas right now. And I could not be more excited. Trev, what happened last time we did this? Wow. I mean, the last time we did this, well, first, um, the worst part about last year was that the challenge stole our idea. They literally stole our idea. Last year, we come out a week before MTV did. We come up with the brackets, set up the teams, the voting, everything similar, right? Oh, one week goes by, MTV, the challenge, verified Twitter, makes an official one. So here we are. It is Tuesday live, March 9th. I will bet my life in the next week or so, the challenge will come out with some BS uh, bracket. Uh, last year, we did best seasons of all time. Uh, and this year, we decided to switch her up a little bit. We wanted to uh, do something different, obviously. 
And uh, Alex, do you want to tell everybody the format and how we, um, or I guess then we can yeah. just dive right in. Yeah. So, so just a few quick ground rules. What it is, is we decided to do challenge teams and we decided to settle on pairs. So I'll just recap the seasons real quick. Basically we're talking fresh meat, fresh meat to rivals, X's, rivals two, X's two, bloodlines, rivals three, war of the worlds and final reckoning. So there's 10 different seasons. I think that's all of them. 10 different seasons. We kind of picked, you know, and there's a few different ways you can look at it. I think we kind of overall did like just the best performances in that single season, you know, eliminations where they finished impact on the game, all those types of things. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, tonight we're not going to get too much into like any single matchup. We're just going to reveal the bracket, give our overall thoughts on the four regions. And then tomorrow we'll debate the actual first round matchups. Yeah. And tomorrow we will post the first round matchups and it will be just a voting on Twitter as well. You guys determine who moves on, who gets eliminated and all that. And no, before anybody asks, there's no redemption house, no NIT bracket or anything like that. This is the tourney. This is going to be it. The end. That's so, exactly what TJ would say if there was a redemption house. So we'll get into that. Uh, very sketchy. So before we begin, I think the only way we can officially begin is with a nice little get the blood going, get the March Madness music. So with that being said, we are heading over to the Dome region. The Dome region is our first region tonight. Got our little bracket. Make sure we zoom in. Can't see anything. All right. So our number one overall seed in the entire March Madness bracket is Emily and Paula. A very, very strong team. Obviously, you guys know. We had them number one overall. Coming in the eighth spot in their first round matchup is Jen and Noor. A surprising team. Didn't think they would make the cut. Kind of on the uh, aspects of the end line, but they got in. Coming in at the four spot. CT and Adam, a very strong team, going against the five. Bananas and Frank. Bananas and Frank, a Rivals 2 versus Rivals 1 matchup. Very interested to see which way this goes. Coming in at the three seed, we got Jordan and Sarah, a very good Battle of the X's 2 team, taking on Leroy and Naya, another Battle of the X's team. Uh, Jordan and Sarah did not compete against Leroy and Naya because of Naya's disqualification in the finals. And then we got our two seed, Evelyn and Paula, another very strong team winning it all, coming against the seven, Bananas and Nani. Bananas and Nani, kind of a surprising team. Didn't think they would make the cut either. So as you can see, this was our first uh, 16, team, 16 people, I guess, 18, 16 people. So uh, this is our dome region. So I'm trying not to spoil anything. There and we that's, go. that's where we're at. So Alex, Andy, what are your thoughts on the initial – Dome region. I mean, I think you kind of have to start at the very top, just in terms of they were Emily and Paula are number one consensus ranking. It kind of feels like Gonzaga versus the field. Um, we'll obviously we'll see what happens in the in the later rounds. Um, but I, I think obviously we recognize them as being the number one overall seed. 
I'm just taking a look here to kind of see what some of our uh, sleepers matchups might be. I think Jordan and Sarah at a three seed, that's a pretty good three seed. I mean, they were champions. Um, I think what we'll see as we go through a lot of these teams is that like seeding doesn't necessarily correlate with if you won first place or not, just because all the seasons are different. So I think Jordan and Sarah is a good three seed. Um, I think, and then you, I mean, you could get two Paula team, two Paula championship teams in the, in the uh, final of this region. So I think, I think this is a good region. Andy, what are your yeah. thoughts? Uh, so what, one quick uh, side note, Trev, when we go forward, as we go through the other brackets, I think it'd be nice to throw in the seasons as we set them. I think you started saying it at the end. Um, but just so that way the viewers and listeners are home are on the same page. Um, one thing that stuck out to me, I love this bracket. Paula being a one and a two seed. Who would have ever thought someone like her to be included as with two good teammates like this? It'll be interesting. I, I'll tell you the one team that I like a lot is CT and Adam. Keep in mind, Adam was like uh, just he was the Diddy Kong to CT's Donkey Kong throughout this whole season, but it was everyone against them during rivals and they put up quite a fight. And I mean, choo -choo. I mean, great season. I loved it, but I, I think this is like Gonzaga against the field. I would, I would also just say real quickly, I think maybe not necessarily underdog, but I think the most underrated resume on here is maybe Leroy and Naya. I mean, they're a six seed and probably rightfully so, but like, you think back to their performance on that season. I mean, the two of them won three eliminations. Leroy won a fourth. So like Leroy was four and oh, and then he obviously gets second place with Teresa. But they were just like a team that got thrown in every other episode, you know, taking out bananas twice. Like they they had a solid resume. Yeah. I mean, the team I like out of this one has to be though the number ones. Like we we said it, the Gonzaga of the worlds. I mean, Emily and Paula, what a performance they had. I mean, I would love to see the official. I wish we had it. I wish I did, I guess, did my research and stuff. But daily challenges, what what were they? Like six of ten? Six of eight? Emily, Emily and Paula, I know they won six. Probably something yeah. right around there, yeah. I mean, they are just a – I mean, they were just dominating. It wasn't even really close. Uh, Leroy and Naya, very underrated team as well. I like to see how they go against Jordan and Sarah. Obviously, they won the season, Jordan and Sarah, but another strong team. But probably my favorite matchup, and I kind of hinted at it earlier, was that CT and Adam versus Bananas and Frank matchup. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's a very interesting matchup. Uh, I think I would probably lean towards CT and Adam still, but don't sleep on Bananas and Frank. I think Frank is kind of – 50 fit like you either love him or you hate him. There's no in between. Um, I like Frank a lot. I would love to see him back. I heard some whisperings about him possibly returning to the challenge, but uh, that that's that's probably my favorite matchup of the round. So, anything else about the dome? I that's a good looking region. I think we're ready for the next one. Yep. All righty. Let me just get ready for the next region. Eight down, 24 to go. God. All right. So the next region we got <laughs> is Ooh. the arena. 
God. What season was the arena? Or was I that think, even a name? I, I think, think it was. Uh, I think it was Battle of the Seasons. Boogie. Boogie would know. I I, I don't know. All I right. So go ahead. I just don't want to spoil it. All right. So coming in, your number one seed. Bananas and Sarah from Rivals 3. One of the best teams ever assembled. I mean, take the money and run, whatever you want to call it. Coming in at the eighth spot. Ooh, surprising team, Mike and Leroy. People forget, Mike wasn't even Leroy's first partner. Andy, you must love this pick. I do. I do. We'll get into that. Yeah. So coming in the four spot, we have Wes and Teresa. I mean, Wes, okay. I'm very surprised a four spot coming there. And then we got CT and Diem coming in at the five, which, you know, that could be – how many seasons could that be? Three you could choose from? So very strong team. Obviously, their alliance is very strong. Uh, coming in at the three seed. Uh-oh, we got the first one on the board for Andy. We got Wes and Casey coming in from Fresh Meat. Then we got Ty and Emily. I'm surprised Emily and Ty isn't the way you say it. And Ty's shirt's not backwards. Coming in at the sixth spot. Coming in at the two seed. Uh-oh. The powerhouse, Wes and Kenny. I mean, a very strong team from Fresh Meat, too. Then we got Darrell and Aviv. A surprising seven scene that mo- maybe some fans don't really remember. So that is our arena side. Let's zoom out now and try not to spoil anything else. There we go. There we go. All right, and that is our arena side. Initial thoughts, boys. What what do we think? Well, I I like this. I think this could be one. I still I, I do think it's very one heavy. Like I think bananas and Sarah is coming out of this bracket. I'll say that. But we've got some great matchups. I mean, the two seven. Darrell and Aviv being a seven going against Wes and Kenny, a lot to unpack there. I love the eight seed here, Mike and Leroy. I think this season, their season on Rivals gets overlooked a lot. But for them as an eight seed, Darrell and Aviv as a seven seed, you got the Wes and Teresa, VCT and Diem. I'm very interested to see how this bracket shakes out or this side, even though I still think Bananas and Sarah make it all the way. I think we're in for some entertaining matchups. Alex? Yeah, I I agree. I think this one's definitely more up in the air in a lot of different spots than the last, than the first region. Um, I will say, I'll just get this out there now. If we end up getting uh, Bananas and Sarah versus Wes and Teresa, I'm 100% fine as we did when we debate on air. I'm 100% taking the side of Wes and Teresa. I'm not... I'm not saying my vote would go there, but I have no problem for the sake of, you know, embracing debate. I'm a big Wes and Teresa fan. Um, and then, yeah, the 2-7 matchup, that's a rare one where, uh, I mean, I think they're probably pretty close to the right seeds, but, like, uh, the 2 seed didn't win and the 7 seed did. So, like, to have such a big gap there when the uh, underdog actually won the season, I think that's a good one. Um, Ty and Emily – they finished third place, won a couple eliminations around. They had a good season. They were both pretty young. So I think this one, I think you could see some lower seeded teams winning here. Casey was 18. 
<laughs> People forget that. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of surprised about how low the seed Wes and Casey are. I mean, but people forget. How many eliminations did they win? Five in a row to start off? Was it five so. or six? I think it was four four in a row to start, and then they won one later. Won another one? I mean, I think they're a really good team. Um, I think, like you said, Wes and Teresa, very – I mean, that game was – Wes was controlling that entire game. And, you know, if it wasn't for production to step in and kind of change it up on him, you know, he might have had another ring. Uh, probably my dark horse though might be CT and DM. Honestly, I think, uh, I think they're a huge fan favorite and that is why I'm not necessarily saying they're the best team. I think you look at it and like Andy said, uh, very one heavy. I think bananas and Sarah on paper, if you look at them by far, I mean, they dominate, like, you know, when you go into the, uh, the finals and you, you already know who's going to win and that's kind of them. When you look at a CTM DM, you know, I feel like very strong team. They've worked together for, you know, how many seasons? Was it three seasons they were a team for? Which has got to be the most. Correct? I think two. Two only? Okay. Um, so, you know, I think they're, they got the fan side on them. I, I like them a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. But, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Any any other statements? I think what also might help Darrell and Aviv is when we, we saw when we did the seasons, there was kind of a, uh, it was kind of swayed towards some of the older seasons that like we necessarily weren't talking about, but I think most of the, most of the challenge diehards, you know, on Twitter, on the, on the STP live chat, they're in the Boogie older world. world. Yeah. They, so they, I think they would respect and appreciate somebody like Darrell coming in here. Yeah. Exactly. What, what one last thought that I did pick up on? Um, we got Wes here three times with three very attractive partners. Noble. God, Andy, what would you put the odds at for Wes making it out of this region? I mean, he's got he oh, literally he's has, got, right. He's got three chances, and especially on that bottom half, if it's Wes v Wes then he will make the, I guess, Elite Eight in theory. But, I mean, from that perspective, I think you got to give him, I would still only say maybe plus 250 because Bananas and Sarah, I'm putting it like minus 300 overall. But the fact that Wes has three chances, I would give him plus 250, but I still don't see it happening. Gotcha. Alex, you like anybody out of this region to make some noise? I mean, I'm still just – I'm always going to go back to Wes and Teresa. I'm ready for them. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I do like Wes and Kenny. They were one, they were a perfect example of a team that got screwed by uh, the production in a final, and we'll get into that later on. But I think, I think this one, like we said, first one – I mean, they're obviously all good teams, but the first one I think we're going to see more chalk, whereas the arena could see some upsets. Absolutely. Any other statements with the arena? I'm good. good. I'm good. All righty. So then we moving down. Halfway there. Halfway done. And we're going to move to the jungle section. So this is going to be the jungle section right here. Um, this was Whoa. obviously the 
this was the seven on top, so we're fine. So the number one seed in the jungle is Coral and Evan. A very strong team, a big what if, what would have happened team, I would say. Coming against the eight spot, Wes and Nani. Ooh, that was a bubble team. Did not think was going to make it. Hopping in the eight spot. Coming in at the four. Ooh, Jordan and Marlin. A very strong team. Um, that could make some noise, honestly. Coming in at the five spot, Vince and Jenna. One of the oddest pairings, I think, to date, honestly. Uh, coming in at the three spot, we have Landon and Carly. Very strong team. Landon and Carly picking up the dub. Uh, against another champion, Ashley and Hunter. Ashley and Hunter, another strong team. Uh, take the money and run 2.0 from Ashley. And our last two teams, we have CT and Wes, a very powerhouse team, versus the seven spot, which is Jill and P. Ooh, did not expect them either. So that is the jungle region as we zoom out and get everybody in there. I don't know what happened with Marlon's name. Sorry for that. And there we go. That is our jungle section. So, guys, embrace the bait. What do you guys think? I would say first thing that pops out, out to me is I think that 3-6 matchup is going to be very interesting. Um, this may be the first one, first matchup so far that ha has featured two champions or maybe one of the first matchups. Don't have a lot of those. I think this is – it's basically new versus old. Ashley and Hunter, um, two guys who are still around today in the big, you know, steal the money um, recent season. And Landon and Carly is just one of those things where, like, they they deserve a three seed, but at the same time, when you think back to Fresh Meat 2, you think Wes and you think Kenny. And you almost forget that, like, neither of those teams won it. And you kind of uh, – you kind of lose sight of, of Landon and Carly. So I think that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, CT and West is a very strong two seed. And I, I don't even know if Coral and Evan are going to make it all the way there to meet them. So I think, again, I think this one's a little more up in the air. Andy? So here's what I'll say. It is anyone's ball game in this bracket. I think you can make a very real case for every single team on here. And I think this is one where I love Coral and Evan. I love their season, but they're not a clear number one in my book. Where like Emily and Paula and Bananas and Sarah was pretty obvious. This is, I think, anyone's ballgame. I, I love this side. This is my favorite of the three that we've talked about. And like this is just one of the sides of the bracket where you do not want to go home in this bracket. So yeah. – I, I like it. I mean, Vince and Jenna at a five against Jordan and Marlin. I've always loved Landon and Carly. I think they played – I think they played one of the best seasons there possibly ever was. So, for them at a three seed – and granted, will some people resonate with that? Maybe, maybe not, but no feathers ruffled and they won it all. But Jill and Pete were up against Wes and his whole alliance. Now, if only Jill and Pete partnered up with – uh, a dynamic duo. We'll get into that, but this bracket has me very excited. Trevor, I think we lost it. Oh, I don't know what happened. Let's see. 
And I, I think overall, one to eight, the talent of this bracket might be a little less than the first two, but I think that just leads to a better, a more open, uh, a more open region here. Because, like you said, anybody could win. Um, and I, I think this one might be the one that's we if we predicted it and filled in our bracket right here, we might get the most picks wrong. I yeah, agree. I, I personally think this is anybody's game. I love a lot of these teams. I think my sleeper team is Jordan and Marlin. I think that's a very underrated team. Uh, Landon and Carly, another good three seed. Uh, if I were to pick one upset, I, it might be Ashley and Hunter. And I, mm -hmm. and like Alex hinted at, like I just don't know where the voting is going to go with you guys, how you guys lean towards. I think Landon and Carly – I mean, we talked about Landon did a hell of a job during that season. The fact that they won that season, unbelievable. Ashley and Hunter was kind of a shit show, you know, all them together. And, you know, but what resonates with you is take the money and run and stuff. You know, it's an, an iconic moment of the series. Obviously not as iconic as Bananas, but still a great moment. Um, yeah. I think, I think the worst team in this bracket, honestly, is Vince and Jenna. Would be my my thing. Interesting. I mean, think about this. They Number won two one overall. daily. Over who? Number two overall in their season. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. But I, I look at it too, like they won the first challenge, but then they were just outshined by bananas. And it was just overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Like bananas and Sarah. And and like that's kind of how I felt. It was always like the he was and I hate to say it, but riding the coattails kind of thing. Like, don't get me wrong. If Bananas was in the game, Vince still would have done really well. I don't know if he would have been second or even first, but he still would have been a top player in the game. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, but it's hard to tell when you have, like, Johnny in the game, you know, that alliance, and when you win, you know, as many daily challenges as they did, you know, it's hard <laughs> to lose. So anything else coming from the jungle region? Any final remarks? I love it. I, like I love it. Jungle region. God. All righty. All righty. So then we are going to the final side. The final side. Why is this not loading? Is going to be the redemption house side of things so now we're zooming into there of course it's not loading now see who the who the last one seat is who, who would your guys's guess be for the last one seat who have we not seen i'm a big kenny and laurel fan yeah, Don't know if they're going to have enough to make the one seed without winning at all, but. All right. So <laughs> little spoilers there, but coming out of our one seed is the boys called it Kenny and Laurel taking it at number one. They will be taking on the eight seed Kara and Theo kind of a new team. Uh, didn't know if they would make the list. I really like Theo. Hope to have him back on the challenge soon. Get his eye fixed. Coming in at the four, another Kara team, Kara and Laurel. Very strong team. Uh, I mean, 
I feel like these guys, the love-hate relationship between these two is just off the rails. Um, the five seed we got, Kara again. I mean, what is this? A hat trick of Kara's right here. Kara and Cook, another underrated team I think people forget about, honestly. And then we got the three seed, Bananas and Camilla. I mean, the, I think when I think of this team, I just think of uh, – the bananas poking his head into the room scene when she's going crazy. Isn't that when she goes in the pool? Yeah, he like bites them. She just literally walks into the pool. Yeah. Great scene. Versus Derek and Diem, very underrated team. I don't think – I hope people recognize how good of a team this honestly was. Coming in against our last two teams, we got Bananas and Tyler. I mean, a team that we think about the T-Bone. Uh, one of the great moments of the challenge history versus who will be the last team? Tina and Kenny. Kenny making the list again. Another strong team, but can they take out Bananas and Tyler? So that is our Redemption House bracket side. And now you can see it completely right here. Guys, embrace the bait. What are we thinking? I mean, a lot of Kara. Um, I think, I think I really just like that four or five matchup Cara and Laurel against Cara and cook. Cause that's they, a lot of similarities. She finished second in rival seasons, finished behind Paula and had a very good female partner. So like, I don't like, honestly, I, I feel like this is maybe like, you could talk about this one for hours and like be close to 50, 50. I think maybe just the name factor of Laurel will carry that one more than anything. Um, but I think the, I think obviously you have a great one seed. I think this one seed is an example of a team that did not win, but I mean they won almost every fucking challenge. They completely flipped the house upside down. So it's all you know, not all first places and second places are created equally. And I think this is an example of that. And then just lastly, I think uh, I guess maybe a, a sleeper at the two seed is Bananas and Tyler. I think you can't end a season a whole lot better than they did. Um, with winning that T-bone and then winning the final. Obviously, that kind of you know coincides with Wes and Kenny getting screwed over. But I think I think there's a lot of interesting first-round matchups, and I think there's going to be good matchups every round here. Absolutely. Andy, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, one, I mean, three Karas is three too many for me. Um, but – I will say at least two of these were older Kara, and I used to like Kara back in the day. Now she's just a nut job. Um, but I do think this is going to be very interesting. I think if if I were to be picking a all-star challenge duo, one guy and one girl to compete, I'm picking Kenny and Laurel any day of the week. And granted, they, they didn't win their season. At the same time, they dominated. But Bananas and Tyler, they played rivals as perfectly as I think you could have and ended up as champs as a result. Tina and Kenny, great team. I, I was a big fan of Derek and Diem as well. People forget Derek was making moves before CT was. Um, but I'm, I think this is one where two through eight, anything could happen, but – if people know Kenny and people know Laurel, I think that's, I think they're going to come out of this, but you never know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that team, obviously, you've said it. I mean, it's one of your favorite seasons. Um, hopefully, we'll get a third one soon. Uh, but I think that team, if you look on paper, is one of the best of all time. And they're one seed for a reason. And um, like you kind of said, you look at two through eight. I do want to give respect to Bananas and Tyler. I think that is a really good team. And maybe there's like a little – it goes like one – little break two and then break break and then three through eight. I think bananas and Tyler's very strong team as well. And then it's kind of everybody else in that section. Like I look at bananas and Camilla as a three seed and yes, you know, they're a good team. They won um, the season and stuff, but like, it's not like a team. Like I loved, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a team that's enjoyable, but that's my opinion. Obviously you guys have your own and what you guys think. So, um, and I, I think, I think that could lead – I was just thinking this. I think that could lead to a very interesting uh, second-round matchup of Bananas and Tyler versus Bananas and Camilla because that – he won those seasons back-to-back. There was no seasons in between. Um, obviously, really good partners both times. So, I mean, that was – you know, I don't want to say <laughs> – I can't say peak Bananas because he did fucking 20 seasons after that. But, I mean, for a guy to win, you know uh, – to go into two different seasons with two partners and win back to back like that. Very impressive. So I think that could be an interesting matchup. Cause I mean, that's again, like um, obviously he killed it in both seasons. So you could go a couple different ways with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Any and, last and I, Well, I would just say to piggyback off that, I think in both of those seasons, I would not put him as the favorite at the start of each of those seasons. Yeah. So that was probably – I think that's probably prime bananas. Now, granted, his prime has lasted about as long as Tom Brady's, but that's when he was just a force to be reckoned with. And I think those back-to-back seasons was when he really separated himself as this guy could be the best to ever do it. Absolutely. Any other lasting remarks on the Redemption House? I think, I think you got a great one seed, a really, really good two seed. Anything else can happen. Yep, absolutely. So now that we look at, we've looked at all four sides. Now we kind of zoom out. Can you guys see everybody on this right now? Uh-huh. Yeah. So w- what are we thinking? Who, who 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 has a good path to the finals? Would we say? I think the hardest. The one seed that might be might have the hardest path, I think I would maybe say Coral and Evan. I agree. As That's a non champion, as a non champion to come in and take it all the way, it could be the first one seed out. Could be a UMBC esque exit. Yeah, like Xavier, Florida State. Well, okay. Um, well, and I, and I think on the flip side, at least side they made the tourney. At least they made the tourney. Watch it. On the flip side of that, I think the easiest number one seed path is Emily and Paula. Because if Emily and Paula come out of that, come out of the dome, which I think they will, I don't care if it's Coral and Evan or CT and Wes or Brandon Carly, whoever comes out of that bottom part, I still think Emily and Paula steamroll them. Whereas on the other side, if Bananas and Sarah make it out and Kenny and Laurel make it out, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mikey the Doctor wrote, sorry, I, I couldn't see the chat for the majority of tonight because I had the bracket over it, but now that I see it, uh, Mikey the Doctor writes, do we have odds on these top dogs? 
I would say probably to win it all would probably be minus 450 for Emily and Paula is where I would have it. Is that too high? Minus 450? I was about to be the heavy favorites, right? 450? Yeah. I was kidding me. Who's stopping them? I mean, there's Sarah. There's 31 other teams. Who? I was gonna say, I was gonna say Emily and Paula the favorite, but at about plus 200, plus 250. I don't know about that. I I would say I I like what Alex is saying way more than what Trev's saying. I mean, that's just bananas. The thing is, Zaga right now, for example, to win it all. Is a is like minus one fifty, not four fifty. Okay. I'm not done. There's half the number of teams, so you move on around. It's easier. So not, that's how not one fifty to four fifty. No, I, I'm okay, maybe, I, maybe I overreacted. Maybe it's minus two fifty or two hundred. They're the dot dog I, at minus two hundred. I would say for the one seeds, this is how I would spell it out for the one seeds. I would put Emily and Paula. At plus 150, I would put Bananas and Sarah at 200, Kenny and Laurel at 225, Coral and Evan at plus 300. Because Bananas and Sarah are going to have to face Kenny and Laurel. That'll be a tough matchup. Whereas Emily and Paula probably have their ticket to the final already. What else is new? Very their season-esque. But I would say 150, 200, 225, 300. Okay, for going around. So let, let me go this route. Looking at the whole bracket, who would you say has the best chance to make the final four that is not a one or two seed? Because mm. I to think most, final four. I think most of them are going to be a one or two seed, but I think we could see somebody else sneak in there. Um, I'm curious to see. I think if there was going to be a team, I I like Landon and Carly a three seed coming out of that jungle region in the bottom left. Um, I think that that is the region that it could be anyone's game. And also in that region I really like is Jordan and Marlin, another strong team. I would love, honestly, if those two were paired together, you know, two years later when Jordan has, you know, a full season under his belt and stuff, I would love to see how they would have performed. So that's a team I really like. I think maybe CT and West. I think it's going to be someone out of that corner of the bracket. Two seats. What? Oh, no, two seats. Oh, ooh. Yes, it's, it's got to be what you just said then, Trev, because – Thank you. Other one – you're welcome. Every other one I think is just too one heavy, too heavy. I mean, we talked about it in the Redemption House. There's Kenny and Laurel, little drop, Bananas and Tyler, big drop, everyone else. I think that's kind of the same for Dome and Arena, whereas the jungle could be anyone's game. Absolutely. I would say I, I agree with all that. I would my only last two comments is I say I would I would my answer to that would be Jordan and Sarah as a three seed. They were champions, they had a very good season, but eventually in the bracket they're gonna end up facing Emily and Paula. So if you know if they had a better if they had a better placement, maybe then. Um, but aside from that. Maybe, and I'm just looking at all like three and four seeds. Maybe bananas, and this is this is like again a reach. Don't think it's going to happen. But maybe bananas and Camilla, just for the simple fact of if he goes against bananas and Tyler, like we said, that's a very 
a uh, similar time in his career. That would, if he beats bananas and Tyler, that would bring him to the uh, uh, elite eight against probably Kenny and Laurel, but maybe, you know, something crazy happens before then. So I don't know. I would say bananas and Camilla Landon and Carly long, long shot, Jordan, Sarah. What are Got the, Go I was just going to ask, do you have a, do you have a question? Cause I have another question about the overall bracket. I, I was going to ask, what do you guys think is the biggest underdog of the entire tourney? And I, I was, I was going to say, and hopefully these odds are a little bit better for Andy, but like plus 10,000 on Mike and Leroy, or is that too I was, high? I, I was just going to ask what uh, my question is going to be. What do we think the odds are on Mike and Leroy? To, what about the odds for them to win the whole thing? Oh, yeah. I'd I, say I plus 10,000. I don't think plus 10,000 is out of the equation. Scroll back out, Trev, for me real quick. And I think one of the other reasons why it's got to be Mike and Leroy's, I think it's got to be someone on that right side because whether it's a one seed, whether it's a favorite or a dog, that right side is tough just to make the final. So you look at really the two eight seeds there, Mike and Leroy and Carr and Theo. Carr and Theo were a real good team. They were a real good team. They were. I love Mike and Leroy. I love Mike and Leroy. But I do think plus 10,000 is probably – Pretty accurate. Um, another statement I was going to ask. Um, Alex, do we have on tap the last four teams out? So, like, the last four teams that didn't make the cut. The first four out. First four, sorry. That's what I meant, sorry. I, I don't know what the last four. I do. I have oh. – Yeah, so, so when we did our consensus rankings that got us the top 32 on the bracket – um, we all kind of went a little past 32, uh, just to get, you know, some breathing room there. So like there was, you know, teams that I had ranked in my top 32 that did not make the cut and whatnot. Um, but our average rankings, I do have the first four out. Um, I'll just read them all four at once and then we can kind of give our thoughts on them. So the four that just made, just missed the cut for the challenge total mat or t- challenge madness bracket were bananas and Tony. Final Reckoning, Jasmine and John A, Rivals, Evelyn and Luke, Fresh Meat 2, and Kara and Jamie, Bloodlines. I think, I, I mean, those are all four, obviously, I mean, those are all four really good teams. If they made the thing and, and got the right matchup, they could have been like a, you know, 11 seed VCU here, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um. But what sticks out to you there? Of those four teams? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Cara and Jamie are a champion, but they're just the demise of how bad that season was. So before, when we did our picks, I'd like to make a confession that I put zero Bloodlines people in on my top 32. I just thought it was a disgrace to even have them on there. That season was horrible. I just want to forget that season. As a champion in those... 11 seasons or 10 seasons that we had, they probably should be in this list regardless as an eight seed or whatever. So for them not making the tourney, I do take partial responsibility for that. (laughs) So that team's surprising that it didn't make it. Bananas and Tony also sticks out to me. Uh, But then again, I mean, that team was kind of like the best that never was like on paper. That team is like, how can this team be, you know, beaten or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then you literally look at um, 
what they did, and they really didn't do much on the season. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but, I mean, Bananas has enough teams as it is already. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you think about Bananas and Tony, and I think what would push them to get, to make the cup would be just kind of the overall impact that they had on the season. It really was the whole house against them the whole time. But, yeah, like yeah. you said, they didn't really – maybe they won one elimination. They didn't win a whole lot of challenges. So it's kind of like – um, you know, it's kind of like that team that has all the five star recruits and they score a lot and they they're always on ESPN, but they just they're just over five hundred and then they miss the tourney. Yeah. Well, hold on. Can we get Tony back? Uh, I mean, I'm surprised Tony and Shane didn't make the list. I mean, that's just a fun team. Well, Boogie brought up someone who also didn't get the cut, Zach and Freckletits. And I I uh that's a very interesting pairing with a whole lot of hostility. That's one of those, they were partners, and the second they lost, they probably never talked ever again and will never do it. Yeah. Um, Corey and Mitch was Boogie Brown writing about Corey and Mitch. Corey and Mitch actually did receive some votes. Paulie and Ninja did receive votes. Zach and Amanda was very close to the cut as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else stuck out to us but i think that was basically it oh preston and knight that was only from you (laughs) uh anything else are we set to wrap this up any other final remarks i think i'll just kind of recap what i what i'm envisioning for the segment and everything um and for all the fans listening so if you guys are listening on the podcast version. Uh, just remember that we do we go live after each recap, um, and this is just our selection. So, so tomorrow episode. What's tomorrow episode thirteen of Double Agents? I so, believe so. So for our our uh, episode recaps, we always have a few segments, and we're introducing one tomorrow, which is going to be the first round of Challenge Madness. So there's going to be uh, sixteen matchups. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on all of them. Um, but basically this is going to be just a segment that we tack on to the end of our recaps. And then we're going to open the polls on Twitter sometime Wednesday morning ish, keep them open till about Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. So while we're live recapping the episode, the polls are still going to be live. And then once they, once the polls close on Twitter, that's going to decide who goes on. So like we made the seeds, but whoever advances is completely up to you guys. Uh, feel free, you know, come on and embrace debate. I think some of these debates, especially in the later rounds, could get contentious when we have some of the best teams going up against each other. Um, but I, I'm excited for this. This is going to go right into the end of real life March Madness. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, Mikey the Doctor writes, can we get a winner prediction from each of you? Uh, Andy, if you want to start off first, if you just want to give us your prediction of the winner and how about like a dark horse that you can see making it to the national championship you're possibly winning that's not a you know like a one seed yeah if you have i'm gonna say god this i i like this question a lot i'm gonna say my favorite to win it all i mean i cannot bet against mr beautiful i'm taking kenny and laurel to win it all. I, I, I think they'll make it out of their side. I hope some people don't like the banana Sarah dynamic that pushes them through. 
and, and people realize that they absolutely dominated that season, even though they didn't win it. Um, I would say my dark horse to win it all. I'll take a big dark horse. Are we are we taking dark horse to win it all, or just like just the to go really far? Cinderella story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That matters. Cinderella story. Okay. So my Cinderella is going to be. And so we want to do three seed and worse. It's your call. I'm going to say Landon and Carly. Oh, and granted, okay. that could be a team that loses first round. But at the same time, I think if they make it out of that first round, they, they could they could make it out of that side. If if God, I'm changing, I'm changing. Audible, audible, uh, audible. My my Cinderella is going to be Jordan Marlin. <laughs> it's gonna have to be. I think I don't think people. I don't think Landon and Carly are gonna get a lot of votes just because people probably don't know Landon as well. Carly was barely even on the challenge, whereas Jordan's still around today here and there. And and him and Marlon had a great season. So I'm gonna go Kenny and Laurel win it all. My Cinderella, Jordan and Marlon. Okay, Alex. I'm up. Yep. I'll go. So my, and I don't, this isn't necessarily who we would pick or like who we would rank number one. It's kind of how we, how the bracket lies, you know, who has, who has an easier path than others and whatnot. So this isn't necessarily my number one overall team, but my pick, my prediction to win this whole bracket is not a one seed. I'm going to go CT and West. I'm West. going CT and West in that bottom corner over there. And the reason is, you know, if they if they are to go up against Coral and Evan, the one seed in that region, I think they, they have a good shot against them or anybody who might upset Coral and Evan along the way. So I think they might be able to um, have an easy – they have maybe the easiest path of any two seed to the Final Four. And then you look at the region above them, obviously they would face Emily and Paula, but maybe Emily and Paula starts to starts to lose a little steam going into the final four, you know, going up against maybe Jordan and Sarah or Evelyn and Paula, tough teams. And then that could potentially lead to a rivals two champion final four matchup, which would be interesting. What might carry CT and West all the way at that point? may just be the name factor. Those are two guys who still do the show. They're still great on the show. Emily and Paula haven't done it in several years. So um, I think th I think the chips just might um, fall in the right way for CT and West to take it all the way. So that's going to be my prediction overall, champion CT and West. Um, my dark horse to make some noise in – the bracket. This might be ah, fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna go bananas and Camilla. They just wow. kind of they just kind of stuck out to me. Champion three seed. Um, they could be a champion banana two seed. Make the elite eight. Uh, I have another one in mind that's more of a reach, but I'll just save that till after this. Um, but I'll, I'll go dark horse bananas and Camilla. Okay. Um, 
the team I see winning it all, I really don't want to copy picks, so I won't. I'm going to go with the number one overall seed, as cliche as that is, and going Emily and Paula, which on paper, you can't deny it. They have to be the greatest team of all time. What they did in Rivals 2, I mean, come on. It wasn't even close. Uh, The thing I worry about with this team would be, obviously, the whole voting aspect, and people don't appreciate what they actually did. So if they go against a CT and Adam or Bananas and Frank, uh, you know, what would happen? You know what I'm saying? So th- I, I think this team has so much potential to just dominate, but can it do that? Can it get on that trade and ride through? So that is the team for me to win it all. My dark horse is actually going to be the lowest seed out of all three of ours. It is actually a five seed. And it's CT and Diem. And I think it rides a big wave, those two together. And I'm not necessarily saying it, you know, they're the best team, just the wave that it brings with those two people when they're always matched together. It brings a huge wave. Wes and Teresa is a really good matchup. And I, I, and realistically, I would choose Wes and Teresa over them. Uh, I think Wes and Teresa, their whole gameplay that entire season was unbelievable. But I think because of the name, CT and DM, will carry them over, and then when you, when they go against Bananas and Sarah, I think it gets real interesting on who wins that voting. So uh, that would be my dark horse, sleeper horse, Cinderella team of the tourney. So. Good picks, good picks. Yeah. I think just one last thought, I'll just, just looking at the bracket, I think yeah. there's – I think we could see – and I, honestly, I would, I would root for this because I think it would just make the whole thing interesting – I think Darrell and Aviv could be a seven seed that sneak through. And if they do, they could face a Wes and Casey team that they beat in the final of fresh meat. So if, if things fall right for them, I mean, that's, that's we got ourselves a Florida Gulf coast situation over there. I just think it's hard for them to beat Kenny and Wes. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. It's it's the opposite of what Trev was saying about the whole CT and DM potentially getting votes. I mean, Durrell, I, I still don't think people nowadays give Darrell enough credit for what he's done for the challenge. And Aviv, I mean, hasn't done shit. So, and then they're going against Wes and Kenny, who I mean, Wes is probably one of the ugliest guys to ever do the challenge, paired with one of the most handsome, the homo. But I I, I think. I think that's what's going to make it a big, big uphill battle for Darrell and Aviv. But they're at a seven seed. That is, if you look at what they did, it's shocking that they're a seven seed. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think if you look at this team and you were, I just think it's the, you know, the matchup they got is just a nightmare for, for that team. I think if you match them up against, I guess I was going to say the other two seeds, like Evelyn and Paula. I think they would take out Evelyn and Paula. I think if you go to the other side, uh, Bananas and Tyler, I think it's a lot closer than Wes and Kenny. I do think CT and Wes is a very strong two seed coming out of the jungle side. I don't think they would win that matchup. We kind of just have the dominoes fall. Like an Evelyn, If they played Evelyn and Paula, I don't think Evelyn and Paula would win. 
that matchup. But that's how I see it. Yeah, and and I don't think they're going to win um, heavy underdog. I think there's – for the whole bracket, I think there's going to be some percentage of fans, though, that are going to vote solely on, like, oh, did this team win the challenge versus a team that didn't? I don't think a lot of people are going to do that, but I think some are, and that might you know help some of these lower-seeded teams like Adrell and Aviv, um, like maybe Ashley and Hunter, who – are lower on our seedings, but won the won a bad season or something that might boost them up. Absolutely. Uh, the one thing I want to bring up to you, and I know, I know we kind of hit on it earlier, but where where do you guys like? What do you guys think about Coral and Evan being a one seed? Obviously, they dominated when I mean, how many episodes were they on? Like seven or eight, and they won six out of you know seven or whatever it was uh, daily challenges. So the best that never was. Obviously, it's like they had a postseason ban almost, and this is their tourney now. So, how do we feel on that team? They, that team was terrifying for anyone who was trying to go up against them. If they stayed healthy, I think they are absolutely winning that season and honestly doing it easily. I think if they would have stayed healthy, Best it ever was is like the perfect way to describe it. But I mean, my God, they won everything. Everything. Yeah. Coral and Evan are, are, are like that uh, 14 and two NFL team that gets the number one seed, but they play in a dome. They don't have a great defense. You know, they don't travel well. So, you know, if they get in trouble at some point outside somewhere, that's what I see Coral and Evan as. But I think to your point, it speaks volumes to the fact that um, I can't remember exactly what, but let's say they were the fourth overall one seed, which I think they were. There's there's three teams ahead of them in our collective rankings. And they went home as early as they did. Like, can you imagine like they would be for sure in our bracket if they even made the final. So I think the fact that they are still a one seed, even though they, didn't even make the final just shows how dominant they were in their time. Absolutely. Good point. Any other lasting remarks? Are we good to wrap this up? I'm fired up, baby. Uh, this go. is March sleeping May or whenever this bracket's done. And I guess the real question is the bracket will be done kind of by the finale of um, double agents, right? It should be pretty damn close. Yeah, it kind of depends on how the how the uh, reunion episodes shake out. Yeah. So, but, but I'm also excited for to bring this segment into the fold right now because we are still. I mean, if we talk about double agents season wise, like we're kind of dragging on a little bit. We're getting towards the end, so I think the end of the madness bracket lined up with the final challenge. I think it's going to be just big for the pod. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening to a brand new Sir the Pod podcast show. I've been your host, Trevor. You have been listening to the second annual March Madness Bracket tomorrow, March 10th at 12 p.m. noon East, Eastern time, Alex. Are we going live? One o'clock with the first polls? Yeah. One o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Eastern. Be on the lookout for the first matchups of the March Madness Bracket. I've been your host, Trevor. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Follow us on Twitter at Sturt the Pod. Shout out Duffy. Bye.